You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Available in more homes than the Pac-12 Network, we are the podcast of champions. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online. And here he goes, Miles Jack! And I'm Ryan Abraham from USCFootball.com. Liner going to try to sneak it ahead. Touchdown, SC! We are the podcast of champions. Welcome everyone back to the podcast of champions. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network. That's a really good one because I don't think I'm going to sing. Why not? You don't want that. Uh, I'm Ryan Abraham from USCfootball.com. The USC side on the 24-7 Sports Network. And that's why you don't want me to sing. Together, we make the podcast of champions talking all things Pac-12, soon to be Pac-2 football. Uh, we should just do a Pac-2 podcast. Like, just Oregon no, State, yeah, Washington. Fuck everyone else. That would be awesome. We are just in deep on Oregon State and Washington State. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, some quarterback movement. We got to recap the two bowl games that happened over the weekend and preview uh, the Las Vegas Bowl featuring uh, the Utah Utes. Those These Utes. two Utes. Yep, the Utes going to play this weekend. Just drive down the 15 and go to uh, Allegiant Stadium. So there'll be a million Utah fans there for sure. They're going to play Northwestern. We'll preview that. And then we are going to do a show Christmas Day, it looks like. Uh, maybe live. So we expect all of you to leave your families and watch us live. Why are we doing that? I don't freaking know. We're just trying to do something. We're just so dedicated to this yes, job. For the non-paying job that we do here that we're going to do a Christmas freaking day podcast. Uh, that'll be recapping the Las Vegas Bowl and then previewing the remaining uh, Pac-12 Bowl games, including Washington uh, in the Sugar for the college football playoff. If you have any questions or comments, we don't have a lot of questions today. I guess we just did a show few days ago, but Pac-12podcast at gmail.com. Dave did solicit some questions on our Twitter account, at Pac-12podcast, so we'll do some questions from Twitter. And if you're watching live on our YouTube channel, you can put questions in the chat as well. Just put question up there. I'll try to start. it. I believe your shirt color is kind of blowing out the camera right now. Is it really? Let me look at I that. I mean, it, it is. 
Well, it's, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's pretty It's got red-y. like a little uh, a glare to it almost. It's Christmassy, man. It's red. Uh, Christmas time. I'm going to, have you gone to Candy Cane Lane? You brought your kids there, sure, in Torrance. You have one in El Segundo, like a. I don't go to Torrance for Candy Cane Lane. Like I a, go to the one that actually had a Hallmark movie created about it. You got in like, El Segundo, baby. That's like the, the broke ass one. No. Like that's, that's the They created ass. a movie with Eddie Murphy about this one. Not about your broke ass shit in Torrance. Tor- the Torrance one is like way Get bigger. Get out of here. It's way bigger and better. Get out of town. So much better. Wow. Um, wow sound off in the chat, everyone. The, the little, like, that's like the, uh, you know, no. That's- Dude, it makes it makes crossing Center Street uh, at a certain time of night during Christmas actually a dangerous proposition. And if you know El Segundo and you know Center Street, that's a crazy thought. Yeah. Um, Amy says, David, you should have wore green. Didn't yeah, I know. Plan. Yeah. Uh, we did not. Is, is there any, um, says, oh, Cam says it looks orange. Uh, quite the range of notes. Thank you, Cam. Yeah, I cannot sing. Uh, Thank you, Colt. Look word, at Colt. Word Colt said. Yeah, Colt, Colt knows what's up. Where's, oh, let me see Colt's thing. El Segundo Candy Cane Lane over all the rest. All right. Are you kidding me? No. That's just awful. Uh, no, it's like, it's cute. So is there a new movie about it? Like that? They just did. Yeah. That. They did a Hallmark movie. Was that, is that the one they were showing him in like USC gear or something? Dude, I don't know. I didn't watch the movie. Oh, uh, you sure? Well, cause I had no idea. Uh, West Texas. Mike says my shirt is radioactive. It does look burnt orange. I could change uh, the lights. Oh, but... wow. We got breaking news in the chat. What? Uh, wow. hold on. So we have, uh, some. Plus, you got to do this. I wonder if we should pronounce this the one and one or the one and oney. Uh, up to you. I'm going to go the one and one because I think that's funny. Uh, wow, thank you so much. That's extremely generous. Happy holidays to you as well. He says, happy holidays, bros. Appreciate all you do. Go Bruins. And we appreciate you. That is extremely generous. Uh, our, our listeners are fantastic. That's amazing. I love them. They're all great. All of you, you're fantastic. Every single one of you. And uh, by the way, David controls the uh, the account there, so this is probably all going to him. So you know, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't dumped any of it yet. Um, nice. I, I still Here. need to set up the like account that it pays to. Oh well, good. So it's just kind of it's sitting, but yeah. it will be emptied. But thank you for the super chat. That was really sweet of you. So if you're listening on our podcast, yeah, um, uh, the one and Oni uh, gave us a ninety nine dollar ninety nine cent super chat. So thank you so much. Um, that's that's awesome. Happy holidays to you. Uh, great stuff. Uh, yeah, I wanted to thank our sponsor too, before we jump into everything. Uh, my we, bookie- we got more breaking news first. Oh, before we do that, uh, hold uh, on. a rival podcast. Wait, no way. We don't have rivals, do we? A uh, rival we podcast. Have- the much hated, much loathed, uh, no truck stops, a pack 12 podcast. They're still around. Yeah. Who knew? Really? Uh, Hey, I found a new way to advertise our podcast. They have, they have also uh, contributed to the super chat. Thank you very much. Uh, if uh, if if you'd like some more Pac-12 content in your life, and yes. if you'd like basketball talk, please head on over to the No Truck Stops, a Pac-12 podcast, uh, where uh, between uh, two and about seven co-hosts uh, yeah, regularly, like 15, yeah. regularly talk about Pac-12 items, um, right. and it is an enjoyable listen. So please, uh, take yeah. a gander. No, thank you guys. Uh, they do a great job over there um, doing... So I think they're going to focus on. I listened to their show, and uh, they're going to focus on um, the 
Big 12 and the Big 10. So I guess they're ignoring Cal and Stanford. And the poor Beavs and, and Cougs, I guess, too. Wow. So, yeah. That, and that's been that. their brand. The, 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 yeah, there are a lot of Beavlets over there, So yeah. which is good. We all we all love the Beavs. Um, yeah, we're going to try to just do the, you know, at least the plan right now is just to talk about the 12 teams that are currently in the Pac-12 and won't be when they scatter across the world. Um, yeah. But thank you for the super chat. We do appreciate that. And I do want to thank our sponsor over at uh, My Bookie. Uh, they've been great to us. I put the my bets in for this weekend, so it broke even. Uh, I went one and one against the spread. David, I don't remember what your record was against the spread picking the first two bowl games. Did it's, you? It's so hard to recall uh, from Saturday. Yes. Um, and it's it was so many games, you know? It was just two. And, of course, they were overlapping. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, well, the Cal game you didn't get right, right? Because I got that one wrong. We that's agreed. true. But certainly the the, the, the game of cover. the team that I cover, where I should have a feel for it in some way, <laughs> I should have gotten that one right, right? Yeah, you did not. And oh. Well, <laughs> We'll get into that. Wow. But, uh, yeah, so I broke even over at my bookie, but it's great. Uh, but it must have, I mean, it must have just been obvious from the beginning I wasn't going to get it right. No, right? no. It looked, I was like going to send my, uh, yeah, no, that was not the case. Oh. Maybe, yeah. Well, we'll get into all that, mm. uh, but it's good. But yeah, you didn't do a very good job. 0 2 for David. I went 1 1, so broke even. Uh, but been doing all my picks over at my bookie um, throughout the season. I'll keep doing it through the bowl games and then if we do any kind of offseason stuff. So uh, make sure you check out the site every day between now and Christmas as they're giving away boosted bets, free bets, and more. And make sure you use the promo code PAC12 so when you make your first deposit, you will get a cash bonus. Who doesn't like cash? We love cash bonuses. So PAC12, and that will continue to be, as long as they're our sponsor, they'll continue to be our um what am I? Why am I blanking on the word? Or uh, the uh, keyword or whatever. What is? What am I? What promo my, code? The promo code. My brain just turned to like mush, like instantly. Uh, maybe it's just thinking about how bad your picks were. Maybe that was that could have been it. Yeah, the promo code Pack Twelve will not change. So you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only at my bookie. That was a tremendous read. Thank you. And it wasn't really a read. This was more of a. That was just off that was heartfelt. Off. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just got some notes from them, and I uh, just kind of roll with it. But it's been. It's been good. Yeah, man, I really wanted to get that cow game and go two and zero in the first uh, week of bowling. Hopefully, we'll get the uh, Utah game right. <laughs> excuse me, this weekend and get it all that. Um, Lewis says the shirt broke my monitor. There's a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of shirt talk. I guess I can uh, you know change the lighting maybe if that would be good. Um, probably not changing the shirt because I don't have another shirt here. But whatever. No, no, no. I think you should keep it exactly the way it is. It's red. Um, it's orange. It's burnt orange. It's not burnt. I guess I'll change. I'll definitely change the light. You look like important. you are a Texas Longhorn. Oh. Uh, you look like you go to Daryl K. Royal Stadium regularly. Uh, they're going to play. You got. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one when they play Washington. Former head coach, former. You look DC. like you enjoy Snow's barbecue. Ooh. I do like barbecue. I haven't had barbecue in a while. I'm trying to think of another. Texas thing, but I can't. I got nothing. You look like you wear a big Breakfast hat. Breakfast tacos. Oh yeah, big hats. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. Okay, so we got some news on the quarterback front. Mm. Um. Yeah. So Washington uh, gets their quarterback. 
Uh, was it Will Howard? The Will Howard? Yeah. No, no, no. Will Rogers. Will Rogers. You're Will, Will Howard. I'm not Will Howard. That's the. I like to think of you as Will Howard. Mississippi State. I often say, "Ah, I got to co-host a podcast with Will Howard." Yeah, yeah. So Mississippi State's quarterback is heading to Mott Lake. So he's going to play for the uh, the Huskies up there, the or- Fighting Kalens. Mm. Uh, Oregon already got a quarterback, mm-hmm. right? Who did they get? I think it was uh, uh, Dylan Gabriel. Dylan, yeah, so he's like legit, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Then they we got to get another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy Dante Moore. Yep, we've spell, spell have we heard of o, him? Not an A. Nope, incorrect. Uh, <laughs> uh, former five star mm-hmm. from the Michigan area. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Committed to Oregon. Yeah, and now he's there. And what? Yeah, no, now he's there. Between, so I don't, I don't see anything else that needs to be said. He made it all the way to Oregon. He did. It just took a little while. Yeah, uh, he stopped in Los Angeles to throw a whole bunch of interceptions, and then decided. was it a workout or something? <laughs> it was. It was a workout if you were picking UCLA. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what's okay, David? You might know what's going on. Is here. this a? Uh, I'd rather uh, serve in heaven than be a a, a king in hell. No. Uh, yes, <laughs> he's, he's he's going there to be like a backup. Which wow, what a commentary, right? What a commentary. Would you rather be with Chip Kelly going into the Big Ten or go back up Dylan Gabriel at Oregon? Well, and I'm I'm I'd be willing to wager a considerable sum that he's probably making less money at Oregon as a backup than he was uh, going to be making at UCLA. Oh. Um, John says Snows is not in Austin. So whatever, it's outside of it. Don't be a pet. They do have breakfast tacos at uh, like gas stations in Austin. So yeah, That's um, stuff. Uh, what was I going to say before you broke my train of thought? What's this pedantry? Um, Dante Moore. Uh, yes. Yeah. So um, I, I think uh, if you watch Dante Moore this year, uh, he played uh, three pretty good games. And then he began to struggle. And you could see the confidence um, his desire to play, hmm. his desire to continue behind this offensive line, seep out of him um, like a slowly deflating balloon uh, to the point where like when he came out there against Cal, it was like he looked like he wanted to be anywhere else but on the field playing in that game. It was a necessary thing for him to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, it was necessary for him in his development, for him as his, you know, as potential professional football player, whatever, he needed to get out of UCLA because there was something obviously not going right there. So I wish him the best. I hope he, um, you know, sits behind Dylan Gabriel for a year and then he's, you know, takes over ready to start. I think legitimately, I think he's going to need some time to rebuild his confidence, rebuild, you know, kind of who he was as a player coming out of high school, because there's a lot of promise there. Um, I think a lot of UCLA fans are extremely down on him and, with good reason from a performance angle. I mean, he was uh, throwing pick sixes left and right, but I, I think a huge amount of it was, wasn't put in a position to succeed, uh, was playing behind a very bad offensive line, was given a whole host of plays that nobody in this quarterback room was going to run correctly. Um, and I think it just snowballed for him. Um, and I think there was, you know, the fact that he was, um, you know, uh, 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 getting a heavy amount of NIL um, and nobody else on UCLA's roster was getting a heavy amount of NIL or, you know, they were getting some, but not at his level. I don't think it led to like a lot of supportive stuff either. Like, I think there was expectations. There's expectations on you if you're getting that kind of thing. Right. I think yeah. it was just, 
it was a bad setup for the kid. Um, and you know, you can be one of those personal responsibility people where it's like, well, he should have thought of that or, you know, whatever. I don't have much sympathy for him and that's fine. But from my angle, I, I think, you know, get a change of scenery, play behind a really successful quarterback in a really good offensive system for a year and then see what you're able to do as a redshirt sophomore, um, in 2025, if he can compete for the starting job, then that'd be awesome. And I think uh, it'd be very cool to have to see him have some success um, after uh, kind of what he was dealing with this year. Yeah, so two big quarterback pickups for Oregon, uh, maybe the quarterback of the future and the quarterback of 2024 going to the Big uh, the Big Ten. Uh, USC lost a five star quarterback Malachi Nelson uh, from here, Los Alamitos. Uh, he's uh, into the transfer portal. Um, didn't really see much of him or anything of him. So curious to see where he ends up. But, uh, yeah, they got Miller Moss going and, uh, Jake Jensen, a former walk on is their backup quarterback right now. So these quarterback rooms can get a little, um, you know, slight, I guess, uh, when <laughs> these guys transfer out. So we'll see. And USC hasn't picked up a quarterback yet. Um, we still don't know Cam Ward, um, we still don't know DJU. I think they both visited Florida State last week. Um, so there's still some quarterback news in the Pac-12. Uh, but those are anything else you've heard quarterback-wise? No. It's, uh, you know, Will Howard to USC. Um, but other than that. Potential, yeah. Like um, yeah, I mean, we'll see if USC flubs that, like they're flubbing everything else, um, except for, you know, potentially picking up UCLA transfers. Um, no, I think that's about it at this point. I don't anticipate UCLA getting any quarterbacks in the portal. You don't think so? I don't think they're going to get any starting level quarterbacks in the portal. Hmm. Um, Before we get into the the recaps of the games, uh, Chip Kelly did have a plan Mm -hmm. for college football. Mm -hmm. They sort of went off um, and not sure it would work. I mean, I think it'd be a good idea for a lot of stuff, but like equal revenue sharing, like people aren't going to go for that. But um, do you want to kind of go over what he said? So uh, what, what Chip said, he, he gave a little uh, two-minute soliloquy about this um, uh, during the Friday press conference before the game, uh, basically saying what they should do in uh, college uh, football is separate football for the Power Five and the Group of Five from the rest of the sports. So basically keep everyone in their regular conferences, but have football be essentially like a separate, more or less professional league attached to the schools where the power five would be in one league. The group of five would be in one. You play according to regional divisions, but you play, you know, seven games against your division. Then you play a couple across cross rivalries. Then you play some of the G five teams in your region Um, But you do equal revenue share, one TV contract, basically making a mini NFL. Um, I think it's one solution. I think it's painfully stupid. Um, I think there's a lot of problems with making things a mini NFL Um, from an organizational standpoint. I think you can do it within the old confines and old structures of the old conferences. Um, His idea about one TV contract, though, makes a ton of sense. I think... To steal a little bit from his idea, I think you need a czar. You need somebody yes. who's in charge of the whole thing and is in charge of only football. I just don't know about essentially making it um, – because he was talking about like having a West and East and all this other stuff. And it's like, well, 
Yeah, okay, but why not just do what we've been doing with a Pac-12, with a Big Ten? Like, you can still maintain the old conference structure while making football independent. Like, you don't need to make an entirely new structure for this thing. Um, so that was my take on it. Um, I, I think he was talking about essentially making a mini NFL, but doing revenue sharing and all that kind of stuff, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that would be the hardest thing to sort of implement, Um antitrust or whatever. And there'd be all kinds of stuff that would be kind of like, oh, everyone makes the same. But they do need some sort of czar. I think you need to separate football. Like I think the the there's some fundamentals there that would need to happen. Um but we have these little fiefdoms everywhere and do you think the SEC wants to give up what they have or the Big Ten wants to give up what they have? Well, this is the you point know? he was making that I think was uh this is the kind of the underlying point, which is I think a very good one, which is um they do a lot of cutting off their nose to spite their face and the SEC continuing to just scoop up as much money as they can, the Big Ten continuing to scoop up as much money as they can. And this is what we've been saying on this show for two years. It's going to lead to the destabilization of this entire enterprise. Like you're going to end up with instead of having 130 teams still participating in what we would call major college football, you're going to have 30 teams participating in major college football. And then eventually you're going to have that even go into tiers where it's 10 teams competing for in major college football and 20 teams who take some losses every year. Um, there isn't the reason the NFL works the way it does is because there is parity. Like you have a salary cap, you have a draft. All of these things are designed to create relative equality between the 32 teams or whatever the hell. Um, and that's also why you have, um, you know, they, they balance the schedules um, and all those different things. There's no good way to do that with the number of teams in college football. There's no good way to create a salary cap because of the way they do revenue because of all this other stuff. Yeah. So you can try to apply all of those things to the, college football system or you can say we're not going to try to be an nfl system um but none of that works is if everyone is a purely selfish actor if that continues you're going to end up with alabama georgia ohio state michigan florida a couple others playing one sport and then everyone else playing a different sport and it'll just be these hierarchies that um and that's not to say it isn't already, but it'll be increasingly so and increasingly um, uh, essentially just a, 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 a competition between eight to ten teams every year. Yep. You know we need the money. Listen, but- we're not just doing this for money. We're doing it for a shitload of money. So that's why we're, we're, we are today. I changed the lighting a little bit. I don't know if it makes the shirt worse or better. I don't remember what this drop is. I want to play this real quick. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, this I'm not something I'm going to tweet. Not some breaking news. Oh, okay, that was no, the, that's my uh, breaking news. That was the breaking news. The other prediction I did put up, I couldn't figure out how to put up like a quick clip, but uh, That was so good. Uh, I could the uh, Yeah, uh, you know what? Why don't I add that to the the soundboard? We could do that. That's a good one. Um, yeah, so David, uh, yeah, I'll, gra- I'll grab that in the very high on Heisman Trophy winner uh Jane Daniels. Uh, yes, you like he like, <laughs> uh, shit, let me pull it up here real quick. Here, you talk for a this second. This is great radio. It, well, you, you talk for a second. What do you want me to talk about? You didn't know. set me up in any way to talk about anything. Uh, I'll, I'll, you want me to preview a clip that we're going to play and it's going to be 28 seconds? You're not going to, I'm going to just do it right now. You could talk about, uh, I don't know, like what you did today or, um, I woke up, I made my kid a lunch. 
I took one of them to school. So yeah, if you did get a weird feed, uh, like something on your feed, yeah. uh, this was it. Any thoughts on Jaden Daniels going to LSU? If I, if I were him, I would have uh, either find a, found a comp, which means probably go within the Pac-12, um, or uh, drop down a level. Heck, if he goes there and kicks butt, it looked pretty good for the Pac-12. Like, oh yeah, he wasn't that great in the Pac-12, but he's coming to LSU and, and kicking some ass. So I don't can know. We'll I, can see. I just can I just say something? Sure. Um, because I like to make bold predictions. Yeah. Uh, there is absolutely zero chance he starts a game. Wow. So I nailed it. I nailed it. No, I nailed it. I was like, it'll make he the dropped, look He good. dropped down a level to the SEC. I nailed that. And two, he never again started a game at ASU. I don't know. I like. I frankly, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so good. And the fact that I was like, hey, if he goes kicks ass there, it looks good for the Pac-12 that he couldn't hang at ASU, but he could like win a Heisman at LSU. So yeah. I feel like I was on that a little better. <laughs> <laughs> he, he dropped down a level, and he never again started a game at ASU. Frankly, um, beautiful analysis. But your other prediction was right because you said Colorado was going to leave, right? Was that the other one? Maybe. Yeah, I think that was the one I had on the board there. So um, good stuff. John Wilner, uh, right before we went out, had a little has a story. Make sure you go check him out uh, over at the uh, the hotline. But apparently, so I'll read you the beginning of it. He says, uh, according to the only authority that truly matters, the Pac-12 is now the Pac-2. Washington State and Oregon State were given control of the conference's governing body, uh, governing board Friday through a uh, momentous display of inaction by the Washington Supreme Court. The justices declined to review a lower court's preliminary injunction that established WSU and OSU as the only board members and lifted a stay that was preventing the two schools from taking action to secure the future of the conference. As of right now, a source uh, after the ruling from Olympia there are two board members in the Pac-12. So that's where we are right now. It is the Pac-2. Um, apparently, you know, the control of that $420 million is what, you know, the, the other 10 schools are worried about. They've already withheld uh, this distribution for, um, you know, the winter one or whatever it is. And uh, I think a lot of the reasons uh, are the liability of the lawsuits that you could potentially be, you know, so every, everyone leaves and then the Pac-12 or the Pac-2 would still be on the hook for those liabilities. And, uh, yeah, so a lot kind of going on there, but it looks like Washington State, Oregon State have control. And, Beautiful. Uh, that's where we are. As it should be. But yeah, As it always should have Wilner's, been. Wilner's got more details in there. Any thoughts on that? Are you good no. with it? Um, all right. Well, why don't we do our uh, Pac-12 roundup? Yeah. Because we got to talk about two bowl games uh, that happened uh, over the weekend. Like I said, I uh, went one and one of my picks against the spread. David uh, had the offer. Good for him. So I'm only two behind you now. Yeah, which was seems like I've had I've had I've had an interesting stretch. Here. You've had a rough finish. Um, <laughs> it was like the opposite of UCLA's bowl game. You started off yeah uh, on in Fuego, mm-hmm. and uh, now you are absolute. Hold on, let me see. Uh, you are ferocious. Yeah. They're going to be ass. Yep. yep. You were ass. Yeah. Uh, okay. First bowl Huge game. <laughs> oh, I forgot that part. I forgot that part. I feel like I have to do it justice. Then we're going to. They're going to be ass. <sighs> Huge ass. <laughs> I think it was West Texas Mike that cut that one up for us. So thank one. you. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. So we have the Las Vegas Bowl. I mean, Los, Los Angeles Bowl presented by Gronk. Uh, and we had. 
UCLA Bruins. Yeah, they were taking on the Boise State Broncos. Yeah. Um, UCLA won 35 to 22. Uh, it was 16 to 7 at halftime, Boise State. Uh, Colin Schleesch started the game. Mm. Um, what I understood, I reported this before the game. Uh, what I understood uh, was Ethan Garbers was a late scratch, just didn't quite feel ready to go. That was confirmed post game. Um, Colin Schley has arms, right? Like I'm not sure I've seen. He him has use arms. Them, uh, I've only seen the legs part. They just don't know where they 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 don't know how to work right. Um, okay. And so sometimes they go in the right place, sometimes they go in the wrong place, and the ball flies. Uh, Hard, very hard. He throws it extremely hard. I assume just, they practice the, the throwing. and Yeah, throw, yeah. I mean, or does he just run the whole time? He throws. Um, In I practice. Just, yeah. Okay. I think his goal is to see if he can fit a ball literally through the chest of a defender. Oh, okay. Like, can I throw it hard enough that I kill that guy <laughs> and get the ball completed to my intended target? Who's behind the defender. And it hasn't yeah. worked yet. Okay. But in the fullness of time, who knows? Um, but he wasn't able to go Kali Ma with a football in this game. Uh, instead, he uh, he had a couple of really nice runs that set up touchdowns, but then got hurt on the second of them, hmm. uh, which is in the third quarter. And Ethan Garbers, who scratched himself pregame, uh, said, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for my team, the whole thing. And uh, led a massive comeback. Uh, they scored 28 unanswered uh, after halftime uh, before Boise State scored six towards the end. Um, it was a really, really impressive showing from Ethan Garbers. They rediscovered that J. Michael Sturdivant is very fast and can catch bombs downfield. And he caught a couple. Um, they rediscovered Kyle Ford, big, strong guy. You can throw possession balls to him and he's going to come down with them. That was cool. TJ Harden had a nice day running the ball. Uh, Carson Steele was unavailable. Um, so it was a nice showing. Uh, defensively, they looked like a struggle fest in the first half. A lot of bad tackling. Uh, but they knuckled up in the second half. Um, started playing aggressively against the run. And that shut down Boise State, which was running a true freshman at quarterback out there. And he, um, yeah, he looked like a true freshman who'd never thrown a college pass before this game. And that indeed is what he was. This is so... I mean, you hate like the cliche of like a tale of two halves or whatever, but it literally was like UCLA players looked like they were hungover. It was like the the early morning fishing trip in Cabo, and you're out drinking till four in the morning. You got to be at the deck. At, it like, was like a Vegas Bowl. It was insane. Yeah. Like, did they? It did not look like they wanted to be there. Boise State was just running all over them, like yeah. no tackling. Every it was always like second and two. Um, Schley had that one really nice run. And the good thing is, like, Boise State was like floundering in the red zone. So they were kicking field goals. And if they were scoring touchdowns there, I don't think UCLA can make the comeback. So at least the the defense, you know, UCLA didn't have their defensive coordinator. So who was calling the defensive plays? It's Akaika Malloy, their uh, defensive line coach. Okay. But they, they were like within striking distance. But if you looked at what was happening, you're like, it, this is a dead patient. No, it, like, they, no way they looked they... dead in the water. Yes. Like, and the Ethan Garber's spark that he provided in the third quarter was everything just suddenly. He was like Joe Montana. Flipped the... on it. Yeah, no, it completely flipped. <laughs> and I will say this. Boise State came out. Um, Bush Hamden is their offensive coordinator. We remember him from his Washington days. Oh, yeah. Uh, painfully stupid. 
Like they they came out and the second so half. the first half they're just running it yes. and they're running it into stacked boxes and still getting like seven eight yards of pop. Uh, they come out throwing in the second half with their true freshman quarterback who had never thrown a college pass before this game and wasn't like tearing it up lead. and wasn't tearing it up in the first half. No. And he's like, you know what? I'm gonna zig when they're thinking I'm gonna zag, and uh, yeah. Lost all momentum. They went three and out, I think, on like three or four of their first possessions in the second half. Yeah. The the thing that was like, when I was watching the first half, I'm like, okay, this is no. Because I took UCLA minus four. Actually, by the time I betted on my bookie, it was like minus five and a half. So, like, I was getting a little worse. It was, But the, the line was going up, like, more for mm-hmm. UCLA. And you're like, well, Vegas didn't know what they're talking about because Boise State is just pushing them around. There was a, I think UCLA had a good chance to get a stop. It might have been near midfield, and it was third and 15, and they literally ran it up the middle for like 16 yards at a first down. And I'm just like, I'm screwed. There's no way. Because it was, it was, yeah, it was, I was like, come on, this is not going to, yep. this isn't going to work. But that, yeah, Garbers, it's like, how the hell does Garbers not, did, did Chip Kelly say anything about it, or it was just what you guys were reporting? What was going on there? What I literally just told you. At the I know, but the like, show. Did he, he talked about it after the game, and he, he said uh, he was a late scratch in the morning. Okay, yeah. But, no, I know you had said that. You had reported and that before told, the game, and then I said on this very show, play the tape, everyone. Um, the, that that he talked about it post game. Okay, yeah, but like to go from a dude that can't throw the ball to someone that was slinging it and just like finding open receivers. Like, oh, it's great to see Sturdivant. It's great to see Kyle Ford, yep. like, make plays. Like, what the hell were you doing in the first half? Like, literally didn't Not, look not like just it. in the first half. What were you doing in the previous 11 games? Like, what the hell? J. Michael Sturdivant had, I think it was, I looked this up after the game, 278 yards in the first and last games of the season. And in the 11 games in between, he had, like, 300. Wow. Total. That's not- what are you doing? What is this? And the thing is, like, he was good at Cal. People were saying, like, oh, well, you know, he was getting more time to throw. And it's like the touchdown bomb, he threw it when, like, J. Mike was like five yards off the line of scrimmage. Like, he just tossed that thing up. Like, it's like, uh, what are we talking about? Yeah. Just throw bombs, dude. Uh, Shit's is, easy. So, what's Garber's, like, year wise? Is he, is he going to He's tra- got another year. Is he going to stay? I would be surprised if he didn't at this point. Okay. Yeah, because it's like he looks like he's the dude. Like every time, you know, oh Dante Moore. Nope, Garbers comes in way better. Uh, what they- I mean, he wasn't the dude at the beginning of the year. He played in that first game, and Dante Moore outplayed him, and that's why Dante Moore started the next three games. Yeah. Um, but once he got his confidence, I think if you saw, if you watched this game, what stood out to me was that Garbers looked completely relaxed, completely no pressure, completely like. What the hell? Let's just throw it up there and see what happens. And the end result was, you know, one of the better offensive performances of the season. Yeah. And especially if you don't think you're going to play. Yeah. Like, you probably didn't do all the pregame routine stuff. You might have ate, like, an extra couple of cookies before. Yeah, you're not feeling you're not feeling all that just, like, weight on your shoulders. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, I, I got to come in and, you know, we're struggling. So, what the hell? Maybe I can provide a spark. And that's the attitude if you're, you know – if you're that kind of guy, that's the attitude you got to have every game. You know? Insane. All right. Well, uh, UCLA gets the ball win for the Pac-12, the final year of the Pac-12. Could uh, the Bay Area schools do the same? Next up we have... California Golden Bears. The sturdy Golden Bear was not so sturdy. 
in the less than sturdy from the opening kickoff not so sturdy uh the sturdy golden bear lost by 20 to texas tech but on the opening kickoff um their kicker uh uh slipped as he was kicking it off still got remarkable distance there was a it went further than i thought it would yeah remarkable distance uh and then texas tech returned it they think they've got a big opportunity but they fumble on their own 25 and who recovers it the sturdy golden bears the slippy kicker (laughs) oh the kicker did yeah uh and then cal scores then the next play the next play yeah so there was one offensive play after cal kicked off and that offensive play was by cal and it went for a touchdown seven nothing correct boom um it's like a riddle like how does a team kick off never play any defense and score on offense and it's the only play in the game. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, from that point on, more or less, uh, Cal's uh, offense was a shit show, I think is the, that, that's fair. That's the technical term. They scored one more touchdown, and then they never scored again. Uh, the offense looked like complete horrendous ass in the absence of Jake Spavital. The offensive line. They're going to be ass. <sighs> Huge ass. Yeah. Uh, their offensive line was horrible, horrible, absolutely horrible. Um, and, uh, Texas tech, like they just kind of kept like, you know, pouring it on a little bit, pouring it on a little bit. And, uh, Cal just looked awful. Fernando Mendoza played pretty bad game. He threw three picks. Um, they went three and out a ton in the second half, uh, turned it over on downs a couple of times. I think there was a fumble, um, yeah, it was just a horrendous offensive football game. Their high point was literally their kicker slipping and then recovering a fumble. Yeah, it was uh, 14 all. I think it was 14-7 Cal. And uh, Texas Tech scores the next 27 points. Um, not good. I think, you know, Cal couldn't run the ball, which is a problem. Um you know, Jade not Jade not was too busy recording uh, trolling um, videos. I guess that yeah, he's he's coming back. He's coming back. Yeah, there were UCLA fans like looking to get Jade not. Was that a big? I think USC fans were. That was looking so to last get him. year, buddy. Oh, so last year. Okay. Uh, yeah, back when there was the hope. There's no hope now. There's no hope. Well, they just won the game. Eight, eight wins, man. That's pretty impressive. Ooh. Won the bowl game. I haven't threatened it in a long time, but I will jump over to that table. <laughs> I'll knock over all your equipment, and I will strangle you. I mean, the adjustments to make in that second uh-huh. half, amazing. Like, yeah, lock that guy up uh, as a contract, not in jail. I would say, yeah, the blocking and tackling part was a problem. I mean, Cal's defense has been kind of crappy, uh, but I think you know they couldn't really do much against Texas Tech's offensive line. They couldn't really open up holes. And protect, you know, Mendoza. It just, you know, it was promising in the beginning, and then it just was absolute crap. So, yeah, the Mendoza line was not very good. Did you like that? Yeah, yeah, that's Men- good. Mendoza's line. Yes. Yeah, it was. It was below average. Like it a two hundred. Like two hundred. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's it was an unfortunate. We both thought Cal. We what were we getting? How many points were we getting on this one? We got three. Three points. We both were on Cal. Uh, thought that they would come out and, you know, they were three-game winning streak. Thought they'd continue that and play well. Start off fine and then just looked very, very bad. But we've seen Cal look very bad in certain games and then sort of play up 
uh, and other games. Six and seven. But, I mean, getting the six wins this year, I don't think a lot of people thought that was going to happen. No, um, nobody thought it would happen. Not even uh, heading into the final game of the season, but magically they did. But somehow they did. Yeah, uh, somehow. So they get this weird Independence Bowl, bowl game, and uh, Texas Tech cleans their clock. So uh, not good, Cal. But all right. Uh, anything else on those games? Good God, no. One and one in uh, bowl play. For the Pac-12. We got one bowl game uh, coming up this weekend. And like I said, we're going to do a show like on Christmas to recap uh, the aforementioned game that we're going about to talk about. And then preview the remaining uh, Pac-12 bowl games. But uh, this weekend, you get to watch. If you're in Vegas, you can check out in person uh, this team. Utah Utes. The Utah Utes. These... Two Utes um, are playing in the Las Vegas Bowl at 4.30 p.m. on ABC. Another ABC game, yeah. Uh, against the Northwestern Wildcats. Pretty good. Um, Utah is a six and one half point favorite in this game. Last I checked, is it? I don't know if it's updated, but yeah. Uh, no, that's what I've got. Okay. Uh, do we know who is going to start at quarterback? for utah in this game is it going to be the luke batari show i don't know bryson barnes is in the portal but he said i think he said i'm not going to leave them hanging was the most recent thing he wants to finish out the game with his guys okay i think it'll be bryson barnes all right that's that helps that helps right theoretically amy says go utes i'll be there yeah, uh, Amy, please give us some information because of you know. She said yeah. pig farmer. Pig, Is farmer. pig farmer starting, Amy. Yeah, we Is think pig farmer. Uh, I'm gonna just make sure I speak everyone's language here. Pig farmer. Um, pig farmer uh, starting at quarterback. Northwestern's a very bad football team. Hmm. Um, bad program. Um, they fired their coach this year. They did. Well, to, uh, to start the beginning of the season before it even Yeah, got. yeah. They play a disgusting brand of football. How did they finish with seven wins? Let's go through this. They lost to Rutgers. They beat UTEP. They lost to Duke. They beat Minnesota. They lost badly to Penn State. They beat Howard, some guy <laughs> some guy named Howard. Mm. They just beat the shit out of him. He was he like Actually they didn't beat the shit out of him. It was a close contest with Howard. It was uh, like a bar fight or something. Like they must they were have drinking. Been. They lost to Nebraska. They lost to Nebraska seventeen to nine. They beat Maryland. They lost to Iowa. Beat they, Maryland's big. Like Maryland's. They beat Wisconsin. Game. They beat Purdue. They beat Illinois. They have not beaten a single good goddamn team this year. Just yeah. a bunch of shit they've played. Uh, Utah's a good team. I'm gonna take Utah. Really six and a half. Okay. Yeah. Northwestern. Uh, I, I I don't know a thing about you, but you look like dog shit. Okay. Now, not just to go against you. Mm. Uh, yeah, they're, they beat so, Howard by three. I mean, some guy named Howard. He's tough. <laughs> That's my favorite joke on this show, and I can't <laughs> say it without laughing. <laughs> and it's so stupid. All right, so here's what's going on. So Pat Fitzgerald, long time, long tenured coach. You know, all the preseason controversy gets canned. It's like a really weird thing. They promote David Braun to be their coach, right? 
What are you talking about? Why do you have Northwestern information? What is this? I do, I do research. Why? Yeah. Because uh, I'm like two games away, so now I'm able to figure out what's going on. Um, so David Braun, so he gets the, this job. Okay, you have this beloved coach. Like imagine Chip Kelly being fired preseason where everyone loves him. Everyone's just all these. It's just it was the biggest, you know, the big boosters were behind him, all the stuff gone he takes over a real like a literal dumpster fire like the worst offseason you could possibly have northwestern had it um and somehow this dude gets them to seven wins and they go to a bowl game he was the big 10 coach of the year did you know that david no yeah he was uh they gave him the permanent job in November. They won their last three games. Oh, Jesus Christ. They're on in Fuego right now. Okay, maybe not in Fuego, but they are rallying around this dude. You know, everyone, you've got teams, especially middling teams, a lot of dudes leave portal-wise. They have four guys leaving, and only one of them was a contributor, like one of their, I think one of their best offensive linemen. But outside of that, people are sticking around. They're going to be fired up for this one. A lot of, you know, uh, yes, Utah's close. You can drive down the 15. But LA's close, too. You got a lot of Northwestern grads live in LA because it's all the the theater and the entertainment world people. They're living here. I was at the 1995 Rose Bowl, David. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson. Northwestern, they had a lot of dudes there. A lot of people there. They're going to be fired up for this one. No one expected this team to go to a bowl. Worst offseason ever. Big Ten coach of the year. I'm getting six and a half points, and Utah's like Utah looked like a bolt. You know when when we don't know what the roster's going to look like going to a ball game because all these guys are leaving. That was Utah all year. Now you like it's like another order of magnitude worse. Pig farmer, whatever. He's in the portal. He's going to be playing. Give me the Wildcats in this one. Jesus, Christ. six and a half points. Come on, I'm in. Did you like that? God damn. That was some we analysis. We have to talk so much Big Ten West next year. God damn. <laughs> when you're playing. He literally was the Big Ten coach of the year. So I don't know. Who the hell knows? Because it's bowl games. It's crazy. But I'm going to just take the points in this one because like, they've actually been playing pretty well. And Utah, in, every ga- in their, the games they play, they didn't have enough dudes. Like, How are they going to have guys for the bowl game? I don't know. A oh uh, lot of dudes left. So, Dude, that... that- that felt like getting hit in the head with a two by four. Listening to you talk about Northwestern football, <laughs> we're gonna do that a lot. Um, There's gonna be so much discussion of Minnesota football, of Iowa football, hmm. of Indiana football, of Illinois football. So good. Uh, Mark had a funny comment. He said, uh, "Ryan remembers going to the Rose Bowl." Yeah, I remember going to that one. That was I was a fan of that one. That was before that predated uscfootball.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was a crazy Rose Bowl. Keyshawn went bananas. It was a lot of fun. Mm. Some, what's your favorite um, UCLA Rose Bowl win that you've been to? Like, I know it's probably hard to pick. They've had a lot of wins in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> the uh, the granddaddy of them all. I enjoyed uh, the Cal game in 2005. <laughs> UCLA Cal in the Rose Bowl. It was a nice game. I enjoyed it. Maurice Drew. Was that uh, Aaron Rodgers and 
Marshawn Lynch? No, that was, if I remember correctly, that was uh, Joe Booyah. Ayub, oh. Um If I remember correctly. 2005? I think it was Booyah. Anyway. Yeah. And if you guys didn't get the joke, that was because uh, we were doing a segment, an off-season segment. We're like, which, which Pac-12 teams would you like to see play? In the Big Ten, and I said, you know what, it'd be cool to see like Washington and or and Ohio State. I think it was I think it was Washington Ohio State. I'm like, yeah, that'd be a great matchup. And like not remembering that I was at the game that Washington just played against Ohio State in the Rose Bowl, like you know, a couple months before. That would be that joke. Uh, okay, well, why don't we take a quick break and we'll come back and answer uh, some of your questions. So back in a minute. All right, we're back here on the podcast of champions. You know what we do? We talk about champions. We talk about Pac-12 football. We take championship level questions from. We have great listeners, great audience. Championship level questions. Um, you clearly have nothing to do today. You're just like, no. Let's expand on Northwestern football for five minutes. I have to make the pick. Oh my share what? I, share my knowledge. Oh, Drop some knowledge bombs on the Wildcats. Uh, we have we've got one, an email question. Okay, well, I, I'm going to put up Colt thing, and you can do the email question afterward. Uh, Colt in the chat said UCLA took more deep shots and was more aggressive against Boise State with throws. Uh, with uh, with I guess they've done that more than their last six or seven games. Is that indicative of things to come, or is that because uh, Boise State's secondary was so bad? Um, I don't think it's indicative of things to come. That hasn't been a feature of Chip Kelly's offense uh, since he's been there. Uh, they attack the middle of the field with tight ends and slots, and I would imagine that will continue. Uh, I think it was a function of Boise State not having a great scout on UCLA, so they were doing a lot of man coverage on the outside, maybe more than they saw in Pac-12 play. And also, um, I just think it was a little bit of them doing something different when Garbers came in. Uh, you know, that was kind of a fresh start for them because Schley probably can't hit those throws. So they're thinking, okay, well, based on what they've been running, they've been trying to attack our run game because of Schley and the run game. So let's let's take some shots outside, and it worked. Yeah. So I think it was more a function of in, in-game adjustment and, uh, you know, uh, Boise not having a great scout on who to cover for UCLA because they basically went 11 straight games without targeting their best receiver. Plus, um, plus having a quarterback with arms is good. Try naming all the uh, ACC is a fun one. That's from Bobby B. So uh, Jim Jim D said first, can Dave name all of the – oh, crap, that pulled up the wrong one. Um, can Dave name all the teams in the Big Ten? All right. Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA. So There's, that's four of the 18, right? Yes. Or is that four of the 20? How many are there now? 18. 18. So that's four of the 18. Then you have Rutgers, Maryland. Yep. Who else? There's nobody else in there, right? That's <laughs> uh, Ohio State, Michigan. Yes. So I'm at 10. There's only 10 left, right? There's eight left. Wait, no, I, I said eight. So there's 10 left, right? You said I'm at 10. Yeah, yeah so I've got 10 left. Okay. Uh, Penn State, Illinois, mm-hmm. Indiana, mm-hmm. Northwestern. Yes. Wisconsin. Yes. Minnesota. Yes. Iowa. Yes. Nebraska. Yes. 
Is that it? Purdue. Purdue. That I don't. I I wasn't keeping track. Why weren't you keeping track? Did I miss anyone? I don't know. Ask the chat. Damn it. Um. I thought you were looking at a list or something while I was going. No, I wasn't. You were just going on. I could do it for the ACC. All right. You do it for the ACC. I think you got just about everybody. Uh, there. You got Wisconsin. Michigan State. Michigan State. Okay. Yeah, Michigan. All right. Perfect. Um. And now he wants to say, try naming all the ACC. Let me pull up the ACC. No, you can't. Oh, you want me to do it. Okay. All right. You pull it up. This is going to be a lot harder for me, by the way. (laughs) Okay. Let's see. All right. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 14 in there. Jesus. Yeah. Who? Uh, Boston College. One. North Carolina. Two. NC State. Three. Duke. Four. Wake Forest. Five. Uh, Clemson. Six. Florida State. Seven. Miami. Eight. Georgia Tech. Nine. Mm. Mm. There's another Tech. Mm. Virginia Tech, Virginia. Ten. Eleven. Mm. I just gave you two. Yeah, you did, baby. Um peering deeply into the abyss right now. USC's playing one of these teams. Who are they playing? What bowl game are they in again? Uh, Holiday. They're playing... Wasn't it NC State? No. Who the fuck are they playing? Louisville. Louisville? Yeah. Oh, God, that's 12. Who else is in that league? Okay, Syracuse? Oh, God. Uh, Did you get Pittsburgh? No. Okay, Syracuse, Pittsburgh. God damn. It's the old Big East. It's still fucking with you me. Get some to this Big day. East ones, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, we also got a, a super chat. Let me pull that up. Uh, this is Bobby. Bobby B. What What's the gentleman? exchange rate these days? Mm, yeah, that's. This feels like a, a almost two X West Texas Mike. Oh, is what it is. Nice. Uh, but thank you, Bobby B. You are a gent. Okay. All right. Um, oh, what was the email? We're going to get to the email question now. Okay. All right. This is from uh, Jaron from Vancouver. Go dogs. Hey, guys. The POC is an above replacement level podcast that likely will find a home in the podcast transfer portal, but unsure how much NIL money you're actually going to get. I listened, though, and typically don't hate that I listened. I hope I will still get to hear you all in whatever version of this exists in the future. Also, I am so glad UCLA is keeping chip. Dude is really building something there, and I'm glad he is getting adequate time to really lay a foundation. I think UCLA will be a team on the rise after a few more years. Okay. Jake fucking Browning is playing really well now in the NFL. His arm has gone from noodle to pretty decent rifle. While your takes on him and ongoing jokes were not devoid of truth, I love seeing him do what he is doing. Hearing Dave's take on Jaden Daniels got me thinking, who else have you all been so dead wrong on? Jaron from Vancouver. Wow, yeah, the Jake Browning renaissance in the NFL has been uh, has been something to behold. It was there were still some. I mean, there's still Jake. I've watched some of that. Yeah, I there mean, it's still, still some Jake Browning moments. <laughs> yes, like, um, it's not like he's just lighting it up. You know? I think a lot of didn't he have like a shoulder injury or something like midway through his Washington career that you know Maybe Washington was fans it, are yeah. always like nah, 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 and we were like no, no, no. Oh, we forgot West Virginia. Jim Troy put that in there. No, they're in Big Twelve, dude. Oh yeah, good Duh. God. Well, why did he say? Why did he say West Virginia? Yeah, West Virginia. Oh my God, Mountain Mama. Texas Mike put a. There's a video of you. Did you see this? No. In the 
response. Oh my god, you gotta look at this video. In the in the in the tweet. Oh, there's a video of me saying what? Uh, it's not really a view, but it's it's kind of a. Oh oh, I saw that. Yeah yeah. yeah. Got okay. it. Got it. Got it. Um. Okay. All right. Well. Uh. Yeah. The Jake Browning Renaissance has been very cool. But All right. It, should we get to the Twitter questions now? Yeah. Who were we? Like, who were like really wrong about? Oh. Um. All of everything we've ever said. Yeah, I think it's fair. Um. I mean, there's lots of guys that we were high on who turned out to be dog shit. Josh Rosen, uh, in the NFL. Um. Oh yeah. But I don't know. I mean, you listen to uh, us talk for, I don't know, an hour each week. And I would say in that hour, it's, there's it's, probably two or three things at least where we are um, uh, violently and uh, disgustingly wrong on. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you, but to be fair, like if you talk for it's usually closer to two than one, you talk for that long. I'm always amazed yeah, yeah. we're still speaking English at the end. I, sometimes I'm just like my brain turns to well, mush. Well, think about this in your life, person out there. How often are you engaging in conversation with a person? Like just not recorded, not on video. But how long are how often are you engaging in conversation with a person for like an hour? Yeah. 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 Mm. And then having people ch- chime in. Yeah. With, with like, oh, you said this wrong. Or, oh, that's not English. <laughs> or, oh. Yeah. Yeah, you try it, buddy. Yeah. Uh, all right, should we go? Let's do some Twitter ones. Yeah, please. All right. Um, okay, I'll start with Chris. Where's that one? Uh, it's top for me. I don't know. I'm looking on my personal account, so it's people who I follow or follow me. Anyway, okay. Number one, punctuation and capitalization in tweets overrated. Ryan doesn't think so, but that's because he's got an old head. I think so. I. I'm a punctuation person. I try yeah, he's he's probably one who punctuates his texts. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Freak. Uh very overrated. Um in fact it's like the 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 lingua franca of the uh entire uh, internet is no punctuation, no capitalization, none of this. Really? No gods, no masters. Uh two, Wayne Cook UCLA, he added him, is much more positive on UCLA football than you guys are. Who's right? I am. <laughs> I'm positive on UCLA. Football. As I just got finished saying, I'm always right. Uh, never say a wrong thing. Um, I, I mean, Wayne Cook does have UCLA in his Twitter handle. Yeah, Wayne. Wayne has a job to do, um, and so do I. Uh, his job uh, involves him getting paid by UCLA. So, and that's not to say that somebody can't be an honest actor uh, talking about um, something that they get paid by. I mean, a lot of people do, and I, I think Wayne's really good at his job, um, but. Um, he said a bunch of stuff recently about uh, the state of the program that uh, is mm, hard to hard to uh, uh, prove in any real way, um, gotcha. and you know some might call it propaganda. Ah, who knows? Three. The Daily Podcast did a piece on CTE and teenagers today. Should we eliminate full contact from youth football? Uh, well, this is a this is a, a fun little topic. Um, if we want to get out of our little headspace right now, we should eliminate football altogether from the youth on up. Now, you that would be bad do? for our business. <laughs> um, but no, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, modern day gladiator combat. It's not good. 
Uh, we should all become much, 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 much bigger basketball fans. Um, but it's a sport that people enjoy, um, and uh, people still uh, consent to play it. But uh, if you think too hard about it for any length of time, uh, you become disgusted by the entire endeavor. Wow. So don't do it. Uh, aren't there like more concussions in like soccer and stuff? Like, uh huh. So should you eliminate soccer too? We both don't like soccer, so I guess. <laughs> yeah, go for it, buddy. That's why. Uh, eliminate headers. Um, My livelihood doesn't, re- you know, rely on soccer. So. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have anything else in that one or no? Oh, and for Dante Duck, but I already spoke about that. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, we did have a super chat. Um, let me. Uh, this is weird. I don't know. It's like four West Texas mics. Uh, he says four West Texas mics for David David to sing. Here we go. Here we go. Like his doppelganger. Hang on. I got I got Can you play it? Can you play the the sound i don't think i can play the sound through this i would have to like download right, it or something. hang on let me so find that's the, the video, video he shared i gotta i gotta turn my volume up so give me a second Four yeah. Texas mics for David David no saying, god i don't want that going go. you got the Here we go. you are really bad at this hang on thank you for the t- where in the video is this here we go i don't know this is great. I don't even know how. Uh, it's a minute and 15 seconds. I'm not listening yeah, we to can't that live that. on air. Sorry, West Texas Mike. Come on. Thank you for the. Yeah, we we can't listen to videos while we're like. No. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. I didn't listen to it, so that's the best I can do. Nice. But it's, it's, some, it's like some guy like in his underwear walking down the street in socks, uh, drinking a clear liquid that is probably. Not, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's clear, but it's yeah, probably alcohol. It's probably alcohol. Uh, yeah. He has a beard similar to David's beard, so I don't know. What That's are you gonna it. do? All right, uh, you gonna do the next? Yeah, one? Shane has one. Uh, we're only a couple weeks away from the highly anticipated quote podcast of champions postseason top ten poll, an arbitrary poll written by me that rewards neither best nor most deserving. Are there any? POC contributors you think warrant a place on this year's uh, season end poll? I think it would only be fair to have West Texas Mike in there. Yeah, because he became a you know currency that we based everything on, our um, praise on. Got to have Perk. Our, Perk was our, the voicemailer. Our constant voicemailer. Uh, in absentia, I think you still have to have Hithla Day. Um, really? He hasn't emailed in so long. It's been a while. It's heartbreaking. Um, we've had some, like Jim Choi is like, so we have some chat, like, you know, just people that are just great in the chat. Jim Choi. Yep. Uh, Amy Colt Bush. Colt Bush has been great. Amy has been great in the chat. Mm-hmm. Since she discovered that YouTube exists. So I think at some point, and we've had a couple, like the super chats, like, uh, the one and Oni, like, and we've had some other big super chats. There was a, who was the hundred dollar one from last week? Um, do you remember? Why are you putting me on the spot? I don't know. I just remember who it was. But like, yeah, the the major super chat people. I think we got to have. In, yeah, go discover too. who those were again, please. And we uh, should have kept a list. That would have been polite. Uh, we could probably look on. I think it might be in the analytics. Yeah, everyone's saying Zodiac Killer. Yeah, he's, obviously Zodiac Killer. And who's oh um who's the other funny uh 
voicemail. Oh, right. Alan in St. Louis. Yes, he's been amazing too. Yeah. So anyone else you guys want? Yeah, sound off in the chat. We'll we'll name some more at the end. But we love you all. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean there, Shane, of course. There are many amazing. of you who who post things. You're all great. Uh, Andrew, who gives us the the schedule things. Oh my god, yeah. And I ran into he, him in uh, in Vegas. He never asks any fucking questions anymore. No, he doesn't send us eye charts to diagram on camera. Oh no, I didn't run into him. Uh, Matthew, uh, who helps, Matthew, who Matthew, run, who runs the uh, the poll. Yeah, I ran into him uh, in Vegas for what was it? Oh, he was there. Yeah, he was there for the Pac-12 championship game. So I ran into him in one of the casinos, Park MGM. Mm. So it was good to see him. Frank in Sacramento, who's never asked a question, only provided statements. Uh, Camp says, "What about the stoned guy from Arizona?" I don't remember him. John from Brea. Yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of good nominations. Shane, it's, your job is not going to be easy. It's not easy this year. No. Uh, Chad, uh, UCLA Maltese asks, "Who wins in a spelling bee between all current Pac-12 coaches, and why is it Kenny Dillingham?" Mm, I don't think Dillingham would win. Oh, he's got big spelling bee energy. I don't know if he wins, but he's got the energy of a spelling bee champ. Yeah. He would over prepare. L L Yeah, and he would he would get he would hyperventilate and yeah. actually mess up because he says the wrong letter because it thinking. sounds it sounds fucked up in his mouth because he's like breathing too hard. And he's like, No, I didn't say L, I said A. That's what I'm thinking. That he might just like He might break down under pressure. Or just um, go off the handle and just kind of like yeah, you know Kyle Whittingham. I would say um, him uh, suddenly being an analytics guy makes me think his brain has odd powers that um, you know maybe he can spell like crazy. Old guys, I think, actually have an advantage here over the young guys because young people don't know how to spell anymore, right? There's because no, you don't autocorrect and all that kind of stuff. Like Dan Lanning and Kenny Dillingham are probably eliminated from the jump. Jim Choi says Chip Kelly wins. Um, Chip would probably be good. He'd probably be pretty good. David Shaw would win, right, if he was still around. David Shaw would be a good speller. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Smith, the departed Jonathan Smith. I think uh, he'd be good. He'd probably be a good speller. Uh, Kalen DeBoer, I don't think he can spell. I I think he can probably spell maybe 100 words, 120 words. (laughs) Tops. Uh, just he he has a mind fully dedicated to winning football games. I bet you Coach Prime like won spelling bees when he was young or something. He feels like so Coach Prime. So like from a he's com- just good at everything competitor so standpoint. Like, I think he'd be really good at it because yeah. he would just over prepare. Yes, he would be studying um, the dictionary. And- Jed Fish, I think it'd be good. He'd be pretty good. Yeah. Um, Lincoln Riley again, hundred and fifty words tops. <laughs> it's all football. Just. Yeah. Not, not a lot of spelling bees in Molshu, Texas, or whatever. Yeah, no, no, okay. no. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think there's like a, a high. There's like I think the Pac-12 generally impresses me as a good spelling coach league. Generally, okay. yeah. Um, but I would say probably my pick. Honestly, if I had to pick one, it's probably Chip. Probably yeah, I, Chip. I'd probably go with Chip too. Yeah. Uh, Jay from Thessalonia. Uh, pick a new Big Ten rival for Jay the- from Thessalonica. Is that what you sure? Whatever. I My just God. glanced at it. What is it? Thessalonica. It's Jason Tafari is the, the oh Twitter account. Pick a new Big Twelve rival, a Big Ten rival for the West Coast. Four. He says USC's is obviously Iowa. 
I don't know if that's obvious, Wait, but so sure. what was the question? Sorry, they were a Big Ten Pick, rival. Okay, Pick. for the West Coast Four. So um, Oregon is. Um, who should Oregon be? Wisconsin? No. Um, okay. No, it would have to be one of the top tier. Wisconsin's up there. No, they're not. Okay, you have a lot to learn about the Big Ten. No, they're not. You're insane. Uh, it's got to be one of Michigan, Ohio State, or Penn State. You think? Yeah. Okay. So, which one? So, Washington, I think, is Michigan. That's the one that makes sense. They they rhyme together. Then I think then Oregon would be Penn State. And USC gets Ohio State? Uh, but USC is much more the Penn State of late. But that's just the tradition of those. I Oregon think. gets Ohio State. USC gets Penn State. Okay. Yeah. And who's UCLA get? Uh, UCLA gets Rutgers. Nebraska? No, Rutgers. Or Wisconsin? Or Maryland. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe Indiana. All right. Maybe Purdue. Maybe uh, Illinois. Maybe Northwestern. Okay. All right. What's the next question? But certainly not anyone good. Okay. <laughs> you want a question? Is that what you want? Yes. Okay. I mean, I could do it. All right. Next up. From I can talk Matthew, about Northwestern more if you want. MC DeCoste. Do you ever get a kick out of how some fans seem to think any kid their school is interested in had better commit or else their school is washed and can never recruit again? There's a there's definitely a lot of narratives when it comes to, you know, it's like you can just write down like it's like mad libs or like, oh, this guy left this guy's in the portal. Um, if you're a doom and gloomer, it's like, oh, we suck. We're never going to be good again. And the player could have never even played it down. Or you could be like, oh, he was terrible. The coaches, you know, he, he was a cancer in the locker room and that's why he's gone. So I think it's, there's depends on your point of view. You have like the same thing. And then every player you get, if you're the doom and gloomer, you're like, oh, he was bad here. It's not going to matter. They need a lineman anyway. This sucks. Or, Oh my God, we're going to win a national championship now because this guy's the piece that we needed, you know? So I think there's like a, it depends on what your point of view is. If you're the pessimistic fan or the optimistic fan, and then you sort of have like a template that you would do for every guy that leaves or comes. Mm. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just fan brain. There's, yeah. there's a lot of fan brain going on with recruiting. Um, but I mean, I think some of it is like there are situations like UCLA just missed on two San Diego State offensive linemen. Um, a Colorado State DB, um, like they're missing on Mountain West targets, which, mm. I mean, I think that is a commentary at some level. Well, like you're not a lot going of guys, after them on purpose because it's Mountain West. You still like shooting higher, so that's positive, right? And a lot of them are going out of uh, region, and it's just like, you know, what is that? That's a commentary on recruiting staff. It's also a commentary on NIL. It's a commentary on a lot of things associated with your school that are not good or pleasant. Um, and I think it's fair to take that as such in many respects. Yeah. Um, but there's also situations where, like, you're throwing your hat in the ring. And this is true of schools that are actually recruiting and trying hard. Uh, you'll throw their, your hat in the ring with, like, a five-star, and it's a five-star. You know? They might – they've got a lot of different yeah. reasons for going different places, and they've got attention from a lot of different schools recruiting them hard. I mean, UCLA is going after guys who are going to West Virginia instead. Like, oh. What does that mean? Not good. Not not uh, positive. Or going to play for Billy Napier in Florida, where he goes five and seven every year. Nice. You know, 
Uh, Igor Smash tweeted in, will Washington beat Texas, and why is the answer yes? Because uh, they beat them last year in the bowl game. The preview, we will go into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that'll be next week on Christmas Day. Yeah. Spend your Christmas with us. Yes. Uh, ich heise Bill. Yeah. Uh, re-rank the top coaches in the Pac-12 after you, your bad attempt earlier in the season. So funny you referenced that. Neither of us remember it under any circumstance. I don't remember ever doing that. Yeah. I mean, De- are you going to put DeBoer one? You had Lincoln Riley one, and I argued with you that Kalen DeBoer should be one, and you poo-pooed the entire idea. Well, now it's clear. Yeah, and it was uh, clear then, and I made that clear to you, and you're like, come on. That, well, was, that was your expression. That's a good one. Oh, wait, yeah. I thought you didn't remember. That's the only part I remember. Okay. Uh, Kalen DeBoer, number one. Are you going to go Whittingham or what's? I'll probably go uh, Wiley Kittingham. Okay. Uh, next. Um, after that, uh, Jonathan Smith is gone now. Right. So he never, he doesn't. And it's get... hard if you're going to say, like, did you, you know, this year, like, you'd have Jed the Fish? Like, if you're just talking about what the year they, they had, like, then, yeah, you can rank that. But it's like, if you were to talk overall resume. Well, we could project ahead, too. I mean, Jed the Fish has gone 1 and 11, 5 and 7, now 9 and 3. I mean, that's a trajectory yeah. right there. But I'm not going to make him number three. I would uh, put Chip Chip Kelly three, I think. Or maybe two. Maybe behind DeBoer. Do you like this? Lincoln Riley, number three. <laughs> You're going to do that? Then Jed the Fish. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to go uh, Dion. Oh, okay. Uh, it's more commentary on what else is out there. Uh, Troy Taylor. You're you're missing um, the Fiesta Bowl participant. Who? Oregon. Oh, Dan Lanning. I thought we'd already mentioned him. No, uh, I'll go Dan Lanning uh, third or fourth. Okay, so push everyone else back. Okay. Um. Yeah, he'll be ahead of Lincoln Riley. Okay, Landanning. Landanning ahead of where's Chip going for it? Uh, Chip's eighth or ninth. Okay. Ahead of a bunch of guys who we don't know, like uh, Oregon State's guy. We don't know. Jake Dickert kind of sucks, right? Yeah. We're pretty clear on that now. Uh, Justin Wilcox sucks fully. Um, yeah. And then Kenny Dillingham somewhere in the like 7th, 8th, ninth range. Okay. Yeah. I, I like that. Uh, I puke Oregon Guerrero. Who's your early favorite for the Pac-12 in 2024? I like Oregon State. I guess. Yeah, I think Oregon State. If you start back two, Oregon State for sure. Yeah. I know they lost the head-to-head to Washington State last year, but I like Oregon State to come, yeah. come out there and, and really beat that ass. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, where? Is it better to come in second in every recruiting battle so you can get a handful of those players when they inevitably transfer a year later? Um, it depends on the reason you came in second. If you were second because you had a lot less NIL money, but you were a better fit in a lot of ways, you know what's going to happen in a year when they transfer? You're going to have a lot less NIL money than the person pursuing them the hardest. Yeah. Um, I think there is some value in uh, uh, recruiting guys hard that you don't think you're going to get. And by recruiting them hard in that situation, I mean like calling them frequently and maintaining a relationship because of the transfer portal now especially California kids for the UCLA and USC staffs who are going out of region. Maintaining 
contact with them throughout the recruiting process, even if they're fully committed to like Florida or some shit from like June on, is a good idea because then when they inevitably uh, get recruited over by Georgia kids or whatever, uh, they have a built-in relationship where you've been kind to them and, and nurtured them throughout that process and then they can come and, and transfer back. That stuff matters, but it's more with like bounce backs who struggle. Um, I think with the guys who are like transferring out, who are just looking for another payday, which is the main reason you transfer out of a place. Um, yeah, I don't think you're going to be there for the payday either. Yeah. Uh, Jim had a comment. Uh, Washington State has more players staying and ranked way higher in the 247 recruiting rankings. So, yeah, Oregon State did lose a lot um, mm. more than, but you kind of like their trajectory or whatever. Seaboy uh, Fisher, hypothetical for Dave. If Dion told Martin Jarman, that's UCLA's mm-hmm. athletic director, if you don't know, talking to you, David, I'll be available. Uh, in, I'll be next. I'll be available next year. So if Dion said I'll be available next year, would it be worth keeping Chip for one more season to get Dion? No. No. Um, Just keep him anyway. No. So the 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 problem with that line of thinking, this like um, magical idea that like you know you can sacrifice this for this payoff later with something like your enjoyment of your leisure activity, your enjoyment of your hobby is like, what are we talking about? Like, what is the, what is the thing we're, we're discussing here? Because um, you only get so many years of like doing the things you enjoy doing, yeah. paying attention to these things. And it's like, you're not making like a sacrifice in your job to like, I don't know, make a little bit more money later. You're doing like an apprenticeship or whatever. It's like, this is what I would do in my leisure time. So yeah, yeah, I'll eat a four and eight season so that maybe Deion Sanders comes and like what drops the entire roster and brings in an entirely new one that will take a few years to gel. Like what the, no, the right time to fire your failed head coach is today. And, uh, and that's always going to be true. Um, With UCLA, a coach, coach like chip, who's not failed. You don't want to fire him. Yeah. Today. Well, I I will I will jump across this desk. But like I guess my point is with Chip Kelly, like the right time to fire him is always today. Like the right time to fire him is in March. The right time to fire him is in April. The right time to fire him is like literally coming off the field of a spring practice. I know it feels ridiculous, but that's just fundamentally true. There isn't a timing question. It's if your coach has failed, if they are dead in the water, if their recruiting apparatus is just completely defunct, if they aren't getting donations, if they aren't getting NIL support, if fans aren't coming to games, the right time to fire them is always right now, whenever you have the thought. Like whenever like you're, you know, you have that moment of clarity where you've been sundowning for a while, but suddenly you you pop into consciousness uh and that's what UCLA is. It's a it's a sundowning uh athletic department. Um, when you pop clarity, when you pop lucid for just a second, that's the right time right then. doesn't matter when it is. Um, and that's the part that I think, um, you can get all this like magical thinking about, oh, we could do, you know, there's, it's just not the right time because there isn't the right coach available. And it's like, uh, there are 90 coaches out there who could energize the UCLA fan base and generate a little bit more NIL. Like it's not the right time. Always right now. Um, that's my soliloquy. All right. We had a chat question from Amy. 
Do you like the dates of the portal? If not, when are the better dates for the portal to be open? There's problems because um, guys want to be in uh, their new place for January. Yeah. Um, and some schools are going to be more stringent with that, and some schools are going to be more lenient. Like you can start a few weeks later into the semester or quarter, and some schools aren't. So I think the reality is it's something that everyone's going to have to deal with if they're going to have a portal window um, at this point. Um, and that's just, you know, kind of the the way the cookie crumbles. Um I think it would, I mean, putting, I mean, they could always create just this understanding that you have to stick with your team and you cannot enter the portal until uh, whatever after the school year. Um, it just unfairly penalizes guys who uh, want to get a jump start on their next stop. And it's hard uh, to, uh, it's harder to get playing time if you're only there for falls for for uh summer camp yeah and summer workouts a lot of times if you get that leg up in spring it's important um but this isn't i guess the the thing is it's not like a uh a thing that's unsolvable like you could also move the spring practice schedules for a lot of these teams like you could do some things to work around uh the players rather than constantly working around the coaching schedules you can change up the recruiting calendar there's a lot of different things you can do to make it um possible to do both um, because the, the unfortunate reality is I think a lot of these kids would like to stick with their teams. It's just not feasible. Like they have to do visits. They have to go check out other schools. And so they're like, yeah, I'd like to participate in the bowl, but I can't, I cannot do it. Um, and yeah, there's opt outs. There's guys who are like, you know, I want to prepare for the NFL draft and all that kind of stuff. But I think a lot of times, like I know some of these UCLA guys who are going like they would have liked to have stuck it out for, but the way the bowl game schedule was they had to play on the 16th and they had to do visits that whole time. So how are you going to practice? Yeah. So, um, anyway, all of that is, um, is kind of a tough issue to crack. And I don't, I don't see them changing the portal window. Um, I could see signing day moving. That's what I, I want to see. I can't see, uh, the portal window changing. I think the portal window is okay. I'd rather see signing day go back to February. And maybe if you want an early thing, you could do like that's a, just selfishness on your part, though. A July, August. There's too much going on right now. Like, yeah. Way too much going on right now. Signing day is tomorrow. Yeah. Like, what the hell? It's stupid. It's so stupid. dumb. Yeah. Um, okay. Adam Spain says if players are getting paid to pay to, getting paid to play essentially shouldn't they have to play in their team's bowl games or forfeit essentially a portion of the nil for not playing all the games so there's a big misconception that all players are getting paid like some substantial amount they're not yeah uh and a lot of guys aren't getting paid really at all besides the like extra stipend they get from the school so um a lot of times what you're talking about is penalizing guys who are not um getting money so there's this idea that this has professionalized all athletes at the college level. Um, I would love to see some numbers on it, but my understanding of the UCLA roster is like, I, I don't, I don't think even over half of them are getting really much of anything. Like they're getting little bonuses here and there, but yeah. like from a, you know, what you're thinking of as the numbers, like they're getting like a year's salary of like, say 50 grand or more. Most guys aren't getting that by far. Most guys are not getting that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're not professionals, um, and they shouldn't be treated that way. That is, that would be poor treatment. Cycling Ute 22. What's one thing you could say about each program that would absolutely infuriate their fan base? 
uh, that might be tough to do. That'd be tough to do. do. Is there anything pop into your mind? Like, like, you know, for like Oregon, it would be like the zero national championship thing. Like that's the zero on your helmet. USC would be some kind of living in the past thing. UCLA could be keeping chip or it's a basketball school. Um, you, what would Utah be? Something about BYU being better or something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It would just be annoying stuff about rivalries. I mean, I think yeah. I, I think for USC, it's all about, you know, I think they're at minimum the third best program entering the Big Ten this year. Like, I think at minimum, they're the third best team, new team entering the Big Ten I would, but this year. I, they might be fourth because UCLA with Chip Kelly running the show, like he's – He's got to be number one, right? That was a great rejoinder. Yeah. That was really nice. Thanks. Yeah. You sold that well. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, this is next up. Uh, Tales the Cat 79. What kind of law would David have studied if he went to law school? Oh. So this is where I always got tripped up, Tales the Cat, um, is that thinking about any of the law uh, made me want to do anything other than then go to law school like the idea of going to law school as a 22 year old uh when i was um 21 year old actually uh when i took the lsat for the first time was um there's a lot of money involved that you can make and um you know i my my parents were a, a mailman and a waitress so my understanding of like professions was basically like something from a richard scary novel like you could be a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, I could be this type of engineer or whatever. So it's like, oh, lawyer. Yeah, that's one of the jobs that makes the money, right? Um, so it was like that. But then I had friends who went to law school because I took a victory lap. I had a very good friend who went to the University of Chicago Law School. Oh. It's a very good law school. I think it's very good. Yeah. Top five. Um, and she discussed it as maybe the most miserable experience. Like one ah. L especially. Uh, the first year of law school. And that was just like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to do that. Because I've, I've shared on this show, um, I, I wasn't um, a great student, uh, by which I mean I, I didn't go to class regularly after my first year. Um, and I actually stopped buying the books after my second year. So I would attempt to pass classes having neither read the books nor attended class um, and but you I would, were smart, so you could get by. Uh, I was subject to dismissal at one point. Um, <laughs> I, I, I found myself at one point, and this is probably the lowest point of my uh, scholastic career, reading the Amazon book reviews of a textbook I was supposed to have read to determine how to write the paper based on the textbook I was supposed to have read. Okay. So anyway, law school and I would not have been a good fit at that point of my uh, my my time. No, yeah. I I don't think we have any more. Do you see more? Or? Mm. Uh, uh, Igor Smash says, "Why did UCLA decide to score twenty one in the third? And how could you? How would you like to reimburse me following your lead on picking Boise Cash Venmo Cash App? Well, that would be David because I picked uh, UCLA. So mm. yeah. So you can." Uh, if you want to Venmo me, Igor, for your mistake, you could do that too. Uh, uh, Jacana, Jeff Jacana, I think is how you pronounce that. He has an important question. Oh. 
can you do a deep dive into the etymology of, quote, motherfucker? So etymology, do you know what etymology yeah, is? Yeah, so we're like where the origin the of the word. Word origin. Right? Yeah. Uh so motherfucker. Um just I, I think it's very specific. Is it really? Well, I think it's I mean it's like descriptive, like Yeah. What? I mean it's referring to somebody as um somebody who fucks their mother, right? It's like the is that seems Oedipal, pretty, that, Oedipal that, thing going on or whatever. That seems like, pretty demeaning. Yeah. Right? Um, their own mother or uh, any mother. The word dates back at least to the late 19th century. In an 1889 Texas murder case, a witness testified that the victim had called the defendant a goddamned motherfucking bastardly son of a bitch shortly before his death. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more recent than I would have thought. That feels like one that would have come from uh, like Shakespearean times, right? This is more like, but no, late eighteen hundreds, yeah. just motherfucker. There is an interesting thing where, like, certain cultures, um, most of their swears are like religious swears. Ah, uh, okay. some are very uh, shit oriented swears, and then some are very sexual oriented swears. Okay. I think in English we kind of hit them all. We do, we yeah, and we have I've a good got a, I've got a very um I've got an expansive um <laughs> swearing vocabulary and also like uh uh you know time honored and you know like I'm you know I am not religious but I drop some some heavy Jesus Christs mm. a lot of times. Um Yeah, cuz there's the whole like take the Lord's name in vain part so it's the religious But it's not part. in vain. I'm taking it uh with all of its power and needed energy, right? I'm doing it with purpose, you know? But the the religious, it's funny that you mentioned it because like the religious part of it, but there's also like anything to do with shit. So something like what's the, like, what's the worst, you know? Okay, you, you defecate. This is, we're going to compare you to actions of whatever, well, your, like, your butt. I, your, your, I, often, I often think calling somebody a piece of shit is actually one of the worst things you can say about somebody. <laughs> yeah, like, like you're you're saying you are, you are not just a piece of trash. You're not just like garbage. You are a piece of bodily waste that comes out of a person. Yeah. Like you are a piece of shit. This is what we don't need to keep going. Like you've eaten something and this is what you don't need to yeah, yeah. continue no, you on are with waste. your life. You are waste. Yeah. You are a waste of, you know, a pile of bacteria has chomped my food and you are what is left. <laughs> you piece of shit. There was a funny Rick and Morty that um, they went into like get a cleanse and the, the toxins that were taken out become like there were like two people, so there was like Rick and Morty, like the all with all the toxins gone, and then the the Rick and Morty with you know the toxins. So there were like the terrible, yeah. You know, so it was kind of funny, like and they're they're in this tank and they try to come out and they had to merge back together. It was yeah. pretty good, but there was like the le- like the, the the shittiest parts of you became this other entity, you know. Yeah, Jesus Christ, you motherfucking piece of shit. It's a good one. That's pretty good. Eighteen hundreds, like they probably that's that's probably the high water mark for swearing in this country i would say whenever yeah that that court hearing yeah yeah i wonder if like people not liking so obviously people have like religious reasons for not liking the religious swear words like they've got their rules and stuff well if you say like jesus christ you're like are you taking the lord's name in vain so that would be Yeah, but what does that even mean so you're no but what does that even mean like think about what that means I mean, you're like I'm not doing. A, I'm to... not doing a prayer right now. I mean, I kind of am. It's a very angry one, but it is. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's like you're supposed to be praising Jesus. Uh, yeah, maybe not asking for that car you want for Christmas, but certainly not. But like when I say not saying it in a way I that's say, like this when, is the worst thing that's but, ever happened. But, I'm but, going to invoke. But but hang on. But when I say God damn it, right? What yeah. am I saying? It's. I mean, I I think that's one that would be in the category of. Yeah, but what am I saying? I'm saying I'm saying, homie, can you take care of this situation right here? <laughs> Like shit's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, I'm sorry if it's not like you know. I think shit. it's actually a very succinct way of asking for the same sort of help. Uh, but I wonder about this. So obviously that makes people you know, and probably people are getting pissed off right now. But uh, there's that piece. But then there's like, okay, but why are the like vulgarisms like so frowned upon too? You know, we're not like if I called you like a poopy headed. Uh, 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 deviant, right? Mm. Nobody would say, "Oh, that's that's vulgar," right? But if I call you a motherfucking piece of shit, that's vulgar. That's Why? vulgar. But I'm saying the same thing, and it's less personal. Like, what if it was more descriptive? Like, what if I, I think called if I you- called you a poopy-headed deviant, uh, people would think that was funny. Yeah. One of my buddies, we used to call each other kid toucher. Like, that's, like, so that's kind of a hey, yeah. kid toucher. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, and think about what you're saying. Right, like that's like, terrible. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> you're, you're calling him a pedophile. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, uh, you know, I think people just, uh, what I think it is, is really uh, people don't like angry speech. They just don't want angry words. Yeah. And that's it. Like, they, but I like, like how you put it there, the categories. It's like the, the religious-based ones, the... Uh, defecation ones, yeah. and then the just um, sexual ones. Yeah, it's bodily humor, sexual humor, and then yeah. religious humor. And it's, um, but like I think it comes down to people just don't want angry tone. Yeah, like I think that's mostly what it is. And then they they come up with all these other reasons for why. But it's just like if my kid says fuck, but it's like in a cute way, it's not a big deal. <laughs> but if they say fuck. It's like, oh, that doesn't sound very nice. No, I don't like, yeah. Yeah, and I, I wonder how much of it just comes down to tone and, and usage. Dion doesn't swear. Who gives a shit? I know. Uh, West, West, West Texas Mike, people in Texas like to call others, quote, that little shit ass. Yeah, shit ass is great. Um, if you one. watched uh, uh, Reservation Dogs, um, it's a great- Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs? Or? No, no, no. So it's it's a play on that. It's okay. Reservation Dogs. It's about a bunch of kids who are on a Native American reservation, American Indian. Re- what are we doing now? Do, what's the, the thing now? Is it American Indian? Uh, Native Americans? Whatever. It doesn't give it, does Whatever. Whatever the thing is, that's the thing I'm saying. Uh, but they're on a reservation and it's about like, you know, coming of age kind of stuff. But they, um, it's very, very like steeped in the vernacular of like a reservation and they're just constantly calling everyone a shit ass. And sometimes it's said very affectionately. Sometimes it's said, you know, angrily. Like, um, like there's some people, like, I'm not them. But, like, who, like, ah, oh, my little fuckers. Like, talking about, like, their kids or whatever. And it's said affectionately. Uh, yeah. Or you call your dog a, a fucked up name. And it's just, like, you know, it's all about tone. It's all tone. It, it, but there's also, and, you know, being in a... a formerly in a marriage with a southerner like there's different ways you can do it too it's like bless her heart like could mean like fuck you yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you're a piece of yeah, shit yeah. Yeah. like something like that like there would be ways to like you're doing it like you're like uh like but the the 
you're not abiding by the spirit of the rules, but you're following you're following the rules, but not the the spirit right. of the you know by saying something that it sounds very sweet, but you basically mean like you know hope you drive off a cliff and die. Yeah, I like uh, I like sincerity in speech. You know, you motherfucking piece of shit. <laughs> As opposed to bless fuck your, you, bless your heart. Um, you know that always kind of uh, that. Yeah, this anyway. is off the rails. Yeah, it's it's a little bit uh, off the rails. <laughs> We've said a lot of words. There's one I want. Did you see Fobo Jangles? Like, I'm not going to put that up there. If like, there's one. No, no, no. Isn't that Fooball Jesus? Isn't that what it says? Sure, whatever. Yeah. That, see, that's a no-no word. That's not a good one. Um, there's a few that are not good ones. Like, there's also, like, slurs, which I think that one borders on a slur. And so, yeah, you want to avoid slurs. Yes. Um, but, like, I don't know who I'm slurring by calling somebody a motherfucker. Right, right. I mean, I guess I'm. I guess I, mean, I know who I'm slurring. Uh, people, who the Oedipal fuck complex their moms. People. Yeah, um, but I don't really care about slurring them. That's fine. Mm. Right, stop doing that. Like the kid toucher one is like yeah. slurring. Kid toucher is a little fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amy seemed to have a problem with that one. She didn't like that one. Yeah, and then she went like yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then you like, and then you just like. It becomes short and like, hey, toucher. You know, like, <laughs> we were playing golf the other day. He went to Harvard too. Like, this guy's like, yeah. I don't know how it even started. No, I, that stuff always happens. Yeah. It just, it was, it's, I mean, we've been doing this for like 20 something years. You're like, hey, toucher. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. Oh, fun. And he has like, yeah. I mean, I was there for the birth of his babies and stuff. Uh, okay. Did, did you hold the kid? Uh, yeah, for sure. So were you a... I was a kid toucher <laughs> there. Yeah. I have a picture. He sent me the other... I think they're they're like in high school and they're like teenagers now, but like he sent me a picture of like, oh, when I was... He had twins to start. So like, I, I think it, I think I had one, one at a time. I didn't do both, but yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, this... Yeah, I don't know what the fuck. Like, this is off the rails. A lot of swearing. A lot of like, you know, this is not even Disney princess stuff, but like etymology of... Uh, motherfucker like where i didn't even see that on the tweet but do you just make that up no okay. no it was in the hidden replies because it included the word motherfucker but i'm oh. always one to go into the hidden replies. you like you start with there mm -hmm. very nice yeah. on the x sometimes the it's just uh you know uh elon musk having done such great things to the website it's just some like uh bot porn star um replying to you uh but, i get those sometimes too yeah but sometimes it's real things right yeah uh okay cool well uh, I guess it's going to wrap things up. Um, ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas to all. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Hope you enjoy the holidays. We will be broadcasting on Christmas. At least that's the plan. I, I haven't told my family that. I'm sure they'll love that. I will be back. <laughs> You'll be here. I'll be back east uh, in the D.C. area where my sister abides and my niece and my parents are going to come down from Massachusetts. So I will be probably in their like, basement with a microphone and uh, talking to all you guys about Pac-12 football on f Christmas freaking day. That's what we're going to do. We'll probably be drunk. Oh, hopefully. Well, yeah. not, uh, so I'll be later than you. Yeah, so you'll probably be drunk. Yeah, I think we'll be doing that. Um, sweet. Okay, well, anything else, David? Do we have to... <laughs> I think we should just go. I think that's about it. I, I think, think we're good. I think we're, yeah. We went hour and 40 minutes. Happy holidays to you out there. We talked about three games. 
Mm-hmm. Hour and 40 minutes. We didn't have any. We had one email question. I'm pretty hungry for lunch. Need to go to the grocery store. Nice. I got um, to re- record a little video. And I'm meeting an old co-worker for lunch. Look at you. Yeah. Back in my engineering days. I still talk to some of those engineers, you know. Mm. Do you keep in touch with your high school friends? Some, yeah. Mm. Uh, Facebook's good for a lot of that stuff. Because, like, that's the age. Like, you might not. But a lot of those people kind of got onto Facebook when young people were doing Facebook. And then young people stopped doing Facebook. And they just kind of kept using it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, but I have like a few like close friends that we'll chat with, but it's harder too. Like if I don't go back to Massachusetts for Christmas, then I don't usually see, you know, I won't really see them. Right. So I won't see them this year, but I like, I'll go like my parents are getting older. So I'll try to go back, you know, during the summer or something, go, you know, hang out for the weekend or whatever. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. Um, do you keep a track? I mean, you live in the same town, so. I keep in touch uh, one of my very good friends is from high school, and then I speak to basically no one else from high school. Did you go to any reunions? No, no. I went our, to like we. One. Uh, there was a so, and this is a failure, I think, of our uh, former ASB president. Um, I'm not going to name names, but I could. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Class president, and was that the class president? I think it was the class president, Joe. It's your fault. Um, uh, there was a 20 year that was supposed to happen this year. Because it's been 20 years since I graduated high school. Wow. Yeah. Um, but they didn't do one. And then it was last minute, like, planned by, like, somebody else. And it was in El Segundo. And I, mm. I didn't. You didn't I go? I didn't go. No. And I looked at pictures afterwards and it appeared that nine people went. Oh, yeah. Our graduating class had uh, 250. Dang. Yeah. Um, so not a great rate. No. Not a high percentage. I went to one, but it's always they would always have it on Thanksgiving weekend, and I was always working, so it was hard to. But I yeah. went to one. I think my twenty fifth or something. I went to. But. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're gonna have to do like a twenty first or something because they dropped the ball pretty bad this year. Like a COVID one, but not COVID. Yeah. 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 All right. Well. Oh, you wanted to be done with this show? Well, we're, we're never like who the hell knows. Like, why are we just do we just doing this? Yeah. People are, you know. Have everyone left the chat? Hopefully they've they've stuck around. There's 63 people still watching. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry for every one of your souls. Um, yeah. But no, thank you. We appreciate that. Thanks Up for to all 65 the, now. <laughs> thanks for all the super chats. That's awesome. Uh, we love it and uh, love all like, the listeners have been the best. We definitely wouldn't be doing this as a labor of love uh, if it wasn't so, for the great listeners. Uh, oh, wait, I don't even look. Do we do any? We, I forgot about the reviews. Did we get any reviews? Because those are always funny. We can uh, we can do that next time. But we got a couple. Yeah, we'll do it next time. Oh, okay. You don't want to do it right now? Do you want to? No, it's fine. Yeah, we'll do it next time. Because um, the reviews are always great. There's always like, funny reviews and stuff. So there'll be Christmas Day reviews. That'll be presents for us uh, looking at our Little five-star. presents for Five-star reviews on Christmas. Uh, okay. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. That is David Woods. I am Ryan Abraham. Hope you enjoyed the show, and we will talk to you next time. Goodbye.